The Lou and Matt Podcast. And Lou, I was talking to an old school friend yesterday who has kids and we talked about being a kid these days and he was telling me that he was really glad that he grew up in the 80s. Now, I was born, as was my friend, in 76. So, yes, there is a, a photo or two of a little toddler, Matt, rocking little toddler flares in 1978. But, by and large, I'm a kid of the 80s. And I've been reflecting on it, which leads us to... Matt's List. I'm going to need appropriate music for this, so let's... Yes, rock the 80s. Here are, Lou, the top eight best things about being a kid in the 80s. Oh, go. At number eight, in the 1980s, political correctness was just a fun, sapping idea being worked on by boring university professors. We were too busy in Australia doing whatever the hell we liked. And as a kid, what a time to be alive. Oh, what a time. Number seven, goodbye, parent. I'm going on my bike and I will be uncontactable incommunicado. <laughs> no helicopter parenting here, Lou. Nah, I uh, just hoped you got home. That's right. In time for dinner. At number six, crap computer games were awesome. Now, nowadays, they have to be bloody movie-quality graphics. Back in the 80s, we had Pong on the Atari 2600. Yes. Or some other piece of crap on the Commodore 64 loaded up on a tape deck, and we bloody loved it. Loved it. Uh, number five, fashion. Now, kids love loud colours generally, right? Mm. Hello, the 80s say hi, fluoro, fluoro, fluoro. Oh, yeah. Do they ever? Uh, at number uh, four of the top eight best things about being a kid in the 80s, sport. You want rules? Well, we don't have any rules. It was awesome as a little kid spectator watching big blokes smashing one another. But to be fair, it wasn't so much fun getting smashed myself by bigger kids and not even winning the Macca's voucher for best on ground. <gasps> Never? Never, Lou. Which brings us to point number mm. three. <laughs> no one thought about health and safety. <laughs> which brings us to point number two of the top eight things, uh, best things about being a kid in the 80s. Real monkey bars, real scalding hot iron monkey bars, real scalding hot iron monkey bars above asphalt or maybe a big pile of dirt if you were lucky. Yeah. Yes, there's a chance you'd come out the other side with a broken arm, but damn it, you were truly alive. <laughs> and here is the number one. It probably needs a drum roll, I would have thought. The number one of the top eight best things about being a kid in the 80s. To sum it up, less is more. Less parental supervision, less societal supervision, less teacher supervision, less safety supervision, less cultural supervision. And that led to more fun. And uh, that is why it was awesome being fun. a kid in the 1980s. Agreed. And probably 70s and 60s. Yeah. <laughs> it's Lou and Matt. I don't need to tell you that property prices have just skyrocketed on the border and, yes, around Australia. Just this past weekend, there was that place, uh, the renovated house that sold for $1.3 million in North Albury that was bought for three hundred and around three hundred and thirty, three hundred forty thousand in 2016. Another sold for six forty five and was bought for three forty five in 2014. And a unit sold for 60% more than it did in just 2019. So what's going on and what does the future hold? Adam Hocking is the president of the Real Estate Institute of Victoria and he joins us. Adam, good morning. Good morning, Lou. Good morning, Matt. Okay, so what is going on? Why has it just gone so crazy? 
Oh, well, look, real estate's cyclic to start with. I mean, obviously, we've had a... a uh, a, a shutdown for, for, for months. So this is a combination of the market doing well, uh, interest rates at, at record lows, but also it's that demand that uh, uh, that happened while, uh, while we're in lockdown. People couldn't buy properties, so they're all out looking at the moment. So we had a shutdown for months. Yep. yep. So, Adam, is it all properties that have gone up radically in price? Uh, yes, uh, all properties in across uh, uh, houses, units, yeah. uh, everything, yes. Yeah. Now, is, is there a concern that if interest rates um, move upwards, which they're suggesting might happen at the end of next year, that, that people are going to have some real worries kind of with repayments and also obviously losing money on, on buying now? Like, is, is it a bad time to buy now? Absolutely not. No. Well, well. Firstly, um, even with interest rates, look, uh, all banks when you go for a loan they factor in uh, increased interest rates anyway into your borrowing. So there's not that pain of uh, not being able to afford it. But uh, no, no. As I said, uh, really, with that type of setup, uh, interest rates is going to stay low for at least twelve or eighteen months. But yeah, factor that into when you when you're purchasing a property. So what happens then, Adam, if you, you buy a property now, say somebody's looking at buying a first home now and they're paying probably, you know, if, if not 100000 more, in some cases twice as much as they would have a couple of years ago to buy a place. They buy it now, they're happily repaying it and they want to sell it in three years' time um, and the price has dropped. What happens then? I mean, is there, is there a big chance that that's going to happen? Uh, look, historically, properties uh, supercharge for about five years, and then they probably settle for five years. So that comes down to that sort of right. a, a change every ten years. So uh, there, there's always little dips along the way, um, but generally, if you have a look at uh, over the over quite decades and decades, property will always increase in value. It's it's the safest, strongest place to put your money because, well, basically, you're not going to get any interest at the banks. So this is true. this is the way yeah, to plan, plan for your future. What about playing in the stock market? Adam, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had very much success with that over the years. So, uh, of course, I must say that sort of uh, the REIV absolutely guarantees it. Put your money into property and watch it boom. But obviously, look, I'm not a great speculator on real estate. Uh, on, on, on shares. Um, just finally, Adam, um, what about property flippers? People that love to buy a property, do it up and uh, flip it really quickly. Is this the right market for them? Well, if you take that property into Albury for a, a, a perfect example, I mean, they paid, I think, about 350 odd thousand for it in 2016, but uh, they saw the value in, well, obviously in Albury and Wodonga, um, and uh, they did that. They, they in, uh, increased the size of it, so they extended it, and they renovated it, and they made a profit on it. A huge um, profit. So, it, well, it is, but, I mean, that just goes to show you that the strength uh, of, of what everybody already knows up in, in in the regions that the regions are doing fantastic and and I must admit I did look at the the, the photos online um, so they did the absolute right thing they put an AFL poster in one of the bedrooms and that obviously <laughs> increases the value quite quite considerably too. depends on the team yeah, what team was it. Too. <laughs> there was North Melbourne. Oh, no. Yeah. I would have thought so that would take 100,000 hit. <laughs> unfortunately, the, the poster was a little bit uh, sort of browned and sort of old, but uh, uh, maybe a Tigers poster or something like that would make a big difference. <laughs> Put a Crows poster in, everybody, and uh, see the uh, the money roll in. Adam um, Hocking from um, the Real Estate Institute of Victoria. Thank you so much. It's a very interesting perspective, and every weekend 
we're just amazed by by what's happening in the market at the moment. So it was fascinating to uh, hear your thoughts. Thanks, mate. Thanks very much. Enjoy the day. Triple M's on a quest to find the best of the border. Yes, and we've only got about 15 minutes now to get your vote in for best coffee at triplem.com.au as we search for the best of the best, Lou. Yes, indeed, the best of the best of the border. Um, Now, we're just on the whole coffee situation because coffee is... One of those things that people are very passionate about. Love it or Correct, hate it, yes. right? Yeah, so um, we, we uh, put a poll up on our Facebook page, Triple M The Border, yesterday. And uh, the results have been quite surprising, I think. So what were we polling, Lou? What did we the want to find? The poll was, what kind of coffee, what type of coffee do you drink? Cappuccino, flat uh, yeah, white, yeah, yeah. latte, short black, long black. What's your favourite all right, I'm going to drum coffee. roll then for... There'll be many of these through the show that has been over the past few weeks. All right, Lou, what's the consensus then? What's the border's favourite type of coffee? There's no consensus, Matt. It's a mixed bag. <laughs> what? Are you serious? The bo- no, seriously. No! No, uh, honestly, because I'm, I'm a bit of a latte girl. Yes. Though I do like a short black as well. Um, but I thought... I thought, oh, I reckon latte would be yes. the most popular coffee on the border. Well, it doesn't look so... I mean, there's a fair few lattes. Rebecca likes a latte. Caramel or hazelnut. Yeah. Not fussy. Um, who else likes a latte? I think uh, Yvette likes a latte. You know, there's a few people that like a latte. Cappuccino also got a bit of a Guernsey. Donna likes a skim cappuccino with no sugar. Um, we've got short blacks. Di likes a short black. She gets one made for her every morning. Oh, is that, was that Di? No, that was one of the others who liked a short... Oh, there it is. Cindy likes a short black and her hubby makes one for her in bed every morning. Nice. Um, half strength. I'm sorry, Di. I can't go at half strength. Coffee. What's that all about? <laughs> um, but anyway, there's peop- the people love all different kinds of coffee. But can I just say that my favourite is from Nolene, who clearly treats coffee with the respect that it deserves. A blend of Brazilian, Guatemalan and Col- Colombian beans... Or southern Italian beans, <laughs> freshly ground at a setting of 36 on my grinder with silky smooth riverina milk, full cream, of course. Oh, um, so, yes, she's admitted she's a coffee snob, but that's it. It's a bit of a ritual. I love that. So the border just likes coffee in all its forms. Well, I know you say that, Luke. Okay, not but, all of the border. <laughs> but I'm with Mark. The best coffee is the one you tip down the sink. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. I agree with you 100%. It's the devil's work, it's uh. coffee. I reckon this would have to be the most important uh, Christmas season for local businesses, probably in recent memory, I would suggest, oh, after agreed. what we've been through. Agreed, definitely. Uh, Shannon joins us from Business Wodonga. Morning, Shannon. Good morning, guys. Thanks so- for having me on. You're so welcome. So, Shannon, the um, I guess the the big push is to obviously help out local businesses as much as we can. But you guys, there's a there's a really good, cool initiative going on over the Christmas period that will help us shop locally. Yeah, this is the second year we've done it. Last year we were able to, uh, um, as we all know, with the restrictions and nobody being able to have Christmas parties and get out shopping properly. And so we decided that we would get together with um, a whole bunch of local retailers and small businesses, and we would create 
hampers so that people could just come in, buy a hamper. It's super easy to shop. And you know, 100% of your money is going directly to the businesses that need it most. So we're talking small honey producers, small foods. Like there's, yeah, there's, we've got food hampers. We've got pamper packs. Yeah. And it's amazing. So second year, we're really hoping to make it successful. Yep. Yep. All right. So where can we get them? What's, what's the deal? You can go to businesswodonga.com.au and backslash hampers um, or support local supportlocalshoplocal.com.au and find the hampers there. Um, there's Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And everybody, just buy one. It's the easiest shopping you've done all year and you can really feel good about it. Do we, um, do we need to order them well in advance, Shannon? Yes, yes. Unfortunately, we do need to... Um, it's closes out by uh, December 10th, I believe. It's the last, um, the last order. So get in and get it done. And then you know you're done. It's Everything's taken care of. Order 10 for one for all the family. Yes, yeah, exactly. Now, are they posted out? No, no. Um, there's a, you get to pick them up or right. we, can, um, we can arrange um, drop-off if needed. But, yep. yeah, um, it's... Um, either through the Business Wodonga offices or that little place down on uh, um, Radoff Stanley. So. Yeah, well, that sounds perfect. And as you said, it's supporting um, a local, and that's really what we need to do. So mm. There's so many of those difficult-to-buy-for people that hampers like yeah. that work really well. So, yeah. again, uh, again, what was the website for people to jump on today to have a look at the hampers? It's businesswodonga.com.au backslash hampers or support local shoplocal.com.au and you can find the hamper store there. Shannon from Business Wodonga, thank you so much. It's a fantastic idea for Christmas. Perfect. Thank you so much, guys. And Lou, I feel like I essentially offended our TV expert by suggesting that he may not have been 150% across this massive news story involving Mm. Adele and a Channel 7 reporter. So let's see if we can build some bridges and talk to the great man. Sometimes in life, the gods smile upon you, my friends. You got that right. My gangling! TV Talk with Steve Mulk. Ah, Mulky. Good morning. So, uh... Look, Matt and Lou, hands up everyone who cost their company a million dollars. Hey, not us. <laughs> All right, let's play that this uh, new Adele song a little, little bit. It sounds like every other Adele song she's ever done. Oh, That's the latest one. It's off her new album called 30. I was still a child. And Channel 7 like paid how banger. much for an interview with Adele? Oh, it was a million bucks. Like, legitimately, Channel 7 paid a... Uh, in normal terms, but ton of money mm-hmm. uh, to fly Matt Doran and a camera crew over to interview her. They were part of, you know, Australia's only interview opportunity. <laughs> Ironic, given that uh, the special was on CBS in in America, so should have been on ten here. But spoilers: the project ruined it all Monday night last week. Um, it, it, yeah, it was huge, and and for Matt Doran to appear and having not heard the new album, so that he then didn't talk about it. Well. Only talked about one song. That's that song. Is maybe not the best. Now, look, he's come out today to defend himself and say he wasn't suspended. Everything was okay. The interview ended up running longer. It went for 29 minutes, not 20. But he still can't get past the fact that, first of all, how Sony have veto on the interview footage is beyond me. But 
um, that Sony won't release it for him to be able to air is in itself, yeah, something's rotten in the state of Denmark. Maybe it was just a really crap interview. Well, he's suggesting it's not, Lou. That's why it went for 29 minutes and not his scheduled 20. It's very mm. rare that you would have, if it was going poorly, that the, uh, the the person, the very important person, would say, let's keep talking. Yeah, because the story is he didn't listen to the album and he missed the email that had the link to oh, the album. Wouldn't producers have said, like, make sure you listen to the album, buddy? We've got 20-something hours on the flight here. Yeah, well, this just is pop, indeed your, the thing. pop your AirPods in, mate, and have a listen <laughs> yeah, while we're flying over. Amazing. Get it sorted, will you, Matt? Come on. Amazing. All right, well, that will rumble yes. on for a while, I'm sure, but yes. something big's on tonight, Luke. It is the finale of Celebrity MasterChef. Now, I've been catching snippets of it. Um, I mm-hmm. had no idea that <laughs> uh, that celebrities could cook, because why would yes. you if you're a celebrity? I'd hire my own chef, but anyway... <laughs> Um, and the finale uh, is... grade celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> Colette Dinigan, fashion, wow. Aussie fashion designer. Yes. Uh, Nick Revolt. Oh, uh, yes. AFL player, obviously. And, um, yes. And Tilly Ramsey, Gordon Ramsay's daughter. How did she get a bloody Guernsey? And how is she a celebrity? Well, look, she's a celebrity because she's got 11 billion people that follow her on Instagram. Oh, so that's all you need to be a celebrity. <laughs> that's these how it days, works kids. now, Luke. Oh, my God. Don't worry about your HSC. Forget oh. about school. Just focus on Instagram. <laughs> Uncle Mog told you so. Oh, no. Um, uh, look, it's really, it's really interesting because if you want to look great when you cook, you want Colette Dennigan to win. If you want to be able to cook, I mean, you know, pigeon, Tilly Ramsey's your girl. If yes. you want to know how to poach a chicken, Nick Rewalt's your guy. So what do you think the food's going to be like? Um, a mess. <laughs> it's going to be all over the place. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I want Nick, Nick Rewalt to win. Yeah, yes. I want him to win too. He's part of the Triple M family. Yeah, he oh, can win. I mean, great. If that's the only reason that we can pick, hooray. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, <laughs> I think at this point it really is, dare I say, anyone's game. Uh, but, look, it'll be uh, huge tonight on 10. Celebrity MasterChef has actually picked up for 10. It didn't have the greatest of starts. No. But it has, in the last three or four episodes, really brought home some viewers. So tonight, 7.30 on 10, Celebrity MasterChef. Who will win? Who knows? Only the entire production crew. (laughs) (laughs) Molky, an absolute pleasure and delight to chat with you. Thanks for talking. Mm -hmm. We'll catch you next week. Oh, all right then. But do your research first, Mulkey. Yeah, if you don't not mind. Like That's the, right. Not listen, like the Channel 7 report. Can you just listen to uh, all of the back catalogue of, of Matt and I? Uh, it's about six years' worth. Yeah. There's some little unknown band called The Beatles bringing out a documentary this week. I'll have to check it out. Fair enough. I uh, never heard of them. Um, all right, Dave. <laughs> the Lou and Matt Podcast. And that's it for the Lou and Matt podcast. There'll be a fresh one for you on Friday and catch us tomorrow live on the radio on the borders 105.7 Triple M.